episode today's episode i'm incredibly excited to be bringing you guys this week's episode of the beyond the grammar podcast we're bringing interviews back to the podcast in 2022 we had a little bit of a hiatus of just doing monologues and now i got some some people who want to talk about their lives isn't that fun <laughs> today's episode brings mark Boudelier. he's a content creator out of atlanta georgia he is on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. He's amassed, you know, accumulatively probably close to 100,000 followers there. Um, it's going to be a great, great interview. One of my favorites of the bunch that I've done. And uh, if you do enjoy this episode, give it a five-star review. And make sure to stay to the very end of the episode because at the very end, I do a post-podcast analysis breaking down what I feel like were, were the most valuable aspects of the interview. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mark is a fantastic guest, and uh, I feel like if you know Mark, you're going to learn a lot about him. If you don't know him, do a little you know, TikTok, Instagram search, get a, put a face to a name, and uh, without further ado, let's get into this week's podcast interview. I'm so excited, man. Let's do this thing. Today is a momentous day for the podcast because today marks the very first interview of 2022 and for today's guest he has over 19,000 followers on instagram over 70,000 on tiktok and his channel just eclipsed 7,000 on youtube goddamn uh we have mr Comte de garçon aka <laughs> allow me the honor of introducing mark boudelier ladies and gentlemen mark how are you doing today man hello hello i'm uh i'm doing good i'm feeling i'm feeling good got my water with me just been been chilling today you know Hey, water is very, very important for these long conversations. Your throat gets dry. You start, you can't be doing all that on my podcast, man. It's, it's important to stay hydrated. So I'm, I'm happy to hear, man. What's, what's the weather like where you are right now? Um, it's pretty chill, honestly. Like, it's not super cold. It's, it's been cold lately, but today's one of those days where it's kind of, you know, I'm, I've just been wearing this cardigan and I've been okay. So very fly. You're a very fly guy, man. You're a very fly guy, as, as I've heard on uh on tiktok and instagram <laughs> um let's get into the podcast man i want to ask you i'm very excited about this interview i've known mark or not known him but i've kind of followed his content for i was telling him for the better half of 2021 so probably over six months now feels, and i'm go ahead i'm sorry and it feels like we know each other we both you know, i know virtually i guess I know, I know. And and that's the that's the thing about the internet is you really feel like you get to know someone the more you watch their videos and just hear the cadence of how they talk and those kind of things. Um but I have you been on a podcast before? I'm not sure. I don't mean to put you on blast, but I've uh, yet to hear your story, man. Yeah, I've done the Pair of Kings one a couple times. And then I did, a, I did another one that we're not gonna we're not gonna speak about the other one, but <laughs> then I've done two with the Pair of Kings guys. Cool, cool, awesome. So he's he's a seasoned vet. The first question I want to ask you, man, it's kind of a, a carryover from when I did interviews in 2021. Uh, the question is, you know, where are you from, man? And, and how is it like for you growing up as a kid? I want to know your background. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I grew up in like the suburbs of um, Atlanta. So I, I live in Atlanta now, but um, for like most of my life up until last year, I was living in like like 30 minutes away from. So just kind of the suburbs. Um yeah, I mean, growing up, like, we, we talk about it because um, we both played basketball or whatever, but, like, for the better half of my life, probably, like, I mean, honestly, it's more more than half of my life I was um, 
like super into basketball. That was like my thing. Like I was, you know, like full on uh, anticipating, you know, just going to the NBA, like basketball <laughs> life, like forever. Um, and I mean, I was always a very like active kid, I guess. I was kind of the sporty guy, which like I feel like most people probably don't see that now because I don't, I don't look all too athletic and I, I don't do that much, you know, like exercise as much as I should, but um yeah no that's what I was like mostly dedicating my life to I guess when I was young and then as I got older I started to sort of like transition out of that had a bunch of weird little little phases and stuff like that and then now we're now we're here so awesome uh, man so when you when you were playing basketball as a kid was it like organized sports before high school or was it like playing in like local rec leagues like talk to me about that a little bit so I feel like I was kind of I don't I even now don't quite understand what my issue was, but like <laughs> starting out, I played just like kind of the rec leagues, like the like church basketball league sort of thing. Like when I was really young, so I started when I was like five years old. So it was, Oh, so you were like born and raised basketball player. That's crazy. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this either. When I was like young, young, I was, I, I did dance. My mom taught ballet. So I was like, doing what? <laughs> yeah. that was that was kind of like babysitting for her. Like she, like I didn't need a babysitter. I would just like go take a, a dance class or something while she was working. But, um, wait, so you're telling me you dance, you dance as a kid, but I have yet to see you. Da- I mean, I've seen, you know, you have one <laughs> dance move, but I have yet to see you do like a, da- <laughs> a dancing TikTok yet. What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely did not keep those skills very well. And I'm also like not <laughs> flexible at all anymore. Like back then I was like something else, but yeah, no, that was where I like started. And then I kind of like, I was like, you know, I want to do basketball. Like that's, that's what I want to do. Um, so I always, I always claimed that I got the the jumping stuff from, from like ballet and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, when I, um, when I first got into basketball, I was doing like church leagues and I was doing like things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like the consensus across the board was like the coaches would like take, like take my parents off to the side and be like, yo, he's like a little too like aggressive. Like he's a little too competitive. <laughs> <laughs> I should like look somewhere else and it like kept kind of doing that like over and over again um and then I mean I was always short for for a basketball player like even now I'm like five nine so like I was shorter then but um when I went and tried out for like the junior high school like when you're like in middle school but it's like for the high school team just like the junior like Mm -hmm. Uh, I know like my first year, like sixth grade, I didn't make that team. So then I went and like did some other league, um, did really well there. But then like once I got into like the actual school stuff, like from like I made it the next year, seventh grade, I guess. And then I did it all the way through like junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I could not for the life of me like do well in like school basketball. Like I don't know what it was. I would just get like nervous or something. Like I would mm. I would play very like nervously. But then I would go to like you know, LA fitness, YMCA. And I would just be like, killer, like, like making people look foolish. Like yeah. I couldn't do like the overly organized. I was good in AAU. I did, I did okay there, but yeah, no, I just couldn't do the school in stuff. high school. Was it cause you were just nervous with all the girls looking at you, man? What, what was the deal? <laughs> I don't know what the nerves were about. Like, I don't, I mean, my parents were like definitely the types to like be at like every single game. And then like, there were right, people, right. like, I don't know if it was just like the pressure like that or like, Mm. I don't know. It just never, 
ever you know what happens to a lot of players honestly um i'm thinking about a guy who was basically like an all-american in high school played division one and got drafted and i can't remember his name but got drafted in nba and had the same issue like could not play in the nba because of just nerves like literally like couldn't shoot couldn't play defense and they thought you know he had like a uh, like an injury like they thought he was injured because he was just so nervous but like it affects a lot of people and I think that's one of the it's one of the toughest parts about playing sports and having people judge you and look at you and I can't wait to maybe tap into maybe how that's uh, impacted how you create content too because maybe there's something there but yeah. it's it's a tough thing to have people looking at you judging your performance if you miss a shot like you feel bad everybody else feels bad and it's like how are you going to deal with that like emotion yeah. it's tough it's tough like earning your minutes type of thing. Like if I was like a starter out the gate, it would have been one thing, but like those bench players getting like two minutes in a game and like, you want to like blend that two minutes to like look good. And you just, it makes it harder. It's like the pressure is on to like earn your minutes. And I don't know. It just didn't work for me, but man, we could talk for hours about that. That is, you know, that is one of the coming off the bench in sports, no matter what, even if it's baseball or whatever it is, like trying to prove yourself, it's, um, mentally it's exhausting <laughs> it really is but yeah it was it was fun I, i'm glad i did it you know it's good like i feel like i definitely learned some some stuff to to take with me from all that but. absolutely absolutely now i have to ask you um one more question about basketball are you do you are you still a fan today or are you kind of mostly dealing with fashion dwelling in fashion uh, I still watch it. I don't really play it like that anymore. I, I try to, like, when I can. It's just kind of, I don't know. I would like to find more time to kind of, like, actually get back to it. But I do watch it. I'm definitely, like, I'm a fan of, like, the hometown Hawks just because, you know, I like Trey. I like, you know, it's a fun team to watch. But no growing up, I was, like, the biggest, like, Lakers fan ever. I was, like, the biggest coach. <laughs> like, I would wear, like, the full Kobe Nike. I had, like, all the shoes, like um and i I mean i kind of credit that as like the start of my fashion in a sense because it was like you know all the nike elites all the kobe shoes like i was kind of known for clothes it's just that it was like basketball clothes it wasn't like basketball clothes and there's a whole there's a whole style and aesthetic to that too sportswear and just like athletes wearing different items the nike tech fleeces (laughs) and whatnot (laughs) um which is actually a perfect segue man like talk to me a little bit more about your introduction into fashion i want to know was like you said it was a little bit you know because of basketball because of those shoes talk to me about that a little bit more yeah so like um um (laughs) so like when i uh first kind of i guess like growing up i didn't really care about like clothes up until like I started to do like basketball and then like I remember the first pair of shoes that uh, I was always like the kid who like would just get shoes from like Kohl's or whatever like whatever was cheap or something like that um with my parents but um the first like shoe shoe that I got was the um Kobe 5 the one that kind of has like the the shiny purple on it and stuff like that and I wore those to the ground um like I still have them somewhere and there's like literally like a hole in the bottom but Jeez. yeah, no, I was, I got, I think that's what kind of like took it off for me from there. I was wearing like all the, all the like Nike elite socks, all like the matching like gear, like it kind of went like crazy from there, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, from there, like eventually it got to a point where as basketball was kind of fading for me, I started to kind of like get into like American Eagle, like picking up a flannel or something here, like mm-hmm. trying to wear jeans the first time like that um like just trying to like dress nicer 
and it kind of got to like that weird hipstery thing where I was wearing like a bunch of Vans, PacSun, like, you know, Galaxy print, cat print, like shit. <laughs> I've seen but, your old fits. <laughs> yeah, it was like real bad, but um, no, I've had a million different phases. Like I could talk about it for like 20 minutes. I worked at Banana Republic for a period of time and I was like dressing like an accountant. Decked out <laughs> in Banana yeah. Republic. <laughs> yeah, I, I went through so many phases, but um, yeah, no, I would credit I guess like the basketball stuff as like my my start your your gateway drug i find that really interesting i actually did not know that about you at all maybe if i would have listened to the to the other pod you did or we just look closer but i think that's actually really interesting um because yeah. when i see you now on uh on tiktok and on youtube and and, and on uh, instagram like there's there's like i said there's hints of it um but like i see you like so um enveloped in the fashion world and just how you talk about the fashion and like even like the nuance to the jokes you give on tiktok like you you really understand it and i think i think you made a video recently like with the arcteryx jacket on and you were talking about how like you used to collect supreme back in the day or something something of the sort it was hilarious right and those are kind of like little hints to the the past mark that we don't get to see because all of us on social media man we we all kind of have a a start date, uh, you know, date of birth for when we start creating content. And everyone thinks that's how we were for the majority of our lives when in reality it really isn't. It's It's been a progression. It's a progression for all of us, right? Now, yeah. I want to I wanna know, man, uh, you, you started getting into fashion. You had those phases. Um, when did you decide, like, man, I'm looking good. Let me make some content around fashion. Let me take some fit pics. <laughs> um, I mean, okay, it's probably – about when I met my roommate um because he was like very much into the hype beast type of culture when I like met him um mm. was like maybe around um maybe around like 2016 ish mm. when I met him or something like that like towards the end of high school um I graduated 2016 so maybe a little bit earlier I don't know but um when I met him like he was like kind of in that hype beasty realm like not like all out but like you know sort of and that was when I was kind of in that Banana Republic phase. So he kind of like, like edged me into like Supreme in a sense and like all that. And so I started wearing um, like the hype beastie type stuff, I guess, from there. But um, that's probably when I started taking fit pics. In terms of like when I started making content, though, like, I mean, I would post on Instagram and I would like, you know, hope to like turn into like the, you know, like lucas sabats of the world where you just post fit pics and they just take off for no reason but like my fits were a hot garbage you know like <laughs> next lucas sabat i was not about to be you know even the next blazonary uh for that like there was just uh there was no making that happen um so it kind of was just like we were trying to like like you know do something that would like it wasn't even just fit pics like for a while like me and him like tried like making like a brand or like but we didn't even call it a brand we were just like we're like oh we're just gonna like learn stuff and like die random shit and like just make this like account that like may or may not turn into a brand like we didn't even know what we were doing but um mm -hmm. yeah it's just like we were trying anything to kind of like make it like click with somebody so to get some traction to get some following and maybe make a little bit of money right i mean that's kind of like what the the dream it seems to be for a lot of kids like when they're when they're young you know i out of high school like what am i gonna do like uh, i kind of like fashion let me kind of dip my toe into it and it seems like it's always seems like supreme is always at the kind of at this at the figurehead of that i've talked to 
plenty of people on this podcast and almost you know 80 90 percent of them talk about how supreme influence in in some way or another within the last you know five six seven years it's kind of crazy to hear yeah 100 i mean i think it's just like i mean yeah i think that's kind of like the importance of the brand in a sense like i don't know if like the people like the kids growing up right now will still have that same like thing like i don't know if there'll be a different brand if it'll be like you know the alds of the world or something that'll kind of be what they grow up on but yeah it'll be interesting to kind of see how that develops Plays up. i feel like it is ald i feel like ald kind of is that like um you know hottest brand right now most trendy hype beast ish brand and, and everyone wants to go to you know everyone wants to go get some, get some coffee from from the shop in new york and, and just chill outside right <laughs> um but i think it is ald right now for a lot of kids yeah, with Supreme, you couldn't really, like, go to a thrift and, like, pick up stuff that's, like, reminiscent of. But, like, I feel like ALD is, like, very, like, vintage-inspired. It's kind of accessible. Like, the looks are accessible. It's just, like, the actual. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can go thrift and you can find, like, comparable, which I feel mm-hmm. like makes it nicer for the uh, the youngsters, you know, trying to, trying to get into it. But, trying to figure it out, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, no, go ahead. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to cut uh, you You're good. Gotta get some water. Um, now I want to talk to you a little about. So, so around the time you you started taking fit pics, this and that. So you started on Instagram first, essentially, right? That's what I'm getting. You started taking pictures on Instagram first, right? Yeah. And how? When did when did kind of the introduction of? Because obviously TikTok is a very new thing, and I feel like you know your YouTube channel is relatively new too. Um, talk to me about when you started TikTok, and then when you started YouTube. Yeah. So um, TikTok started like pretty much when COVID started. Like it was like I hadn't seen TikTok. I had like downloaded it before. I'd made like, you know, like BS like videos where it like has nothing to do with fashion. Just like almost trying just, like, it out. Yeah. Almost just being like, oh, I'm I'm too old for TikTok. Let me mock it and like make this like stupid little dance and you know, that kind of thing. Um which is I think where like a lot of people started who are like, you know, older when they like first saw TikTok, they're like, oh this is stupid, but let me just like be goofy or something exactly that's what i did i'm not gonna lie to you i'll tell you real quick i don't mean to cut you off i have to tell you i have to tell you this bro i had a my first tiktok account i was like you know i'm whatever i'm 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 just gonna make fun of this shit like i don't really care i i did a tiktok of i think it was like uh out like a drake song where it was like you flip the light switch and like you change outfits type beat and i had like a hoodie on and i just had a t-shirt on when i flipped the switch it was the most it was the worst tiktok i ever probably made in my life man (laughs) oh man sorry i don't mean to cut you off i had i had to say something i uh yeah no i like um i didn't take it serious for like the longest and then like the start of quarantine i was like i don't know what like got me thinking that like oh you know like maybe Maybe I could actually, if I took this serious, like I could make this work. I think it was just like the lack of fashion creators that were like on the app at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like the only people that I'm like friends with or like know from like fashion TikTok that I remember being there before me was like um, Wisdom. Wisdom was there before me. Like I remember he was very early to it. And then um, whatchamacallit, um, uh, Whip like the whip three 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 you know mm-hmm. yes yep he was on there like when i was and there was also this guy who like i don't even know what his name was but he was just like the ultimate like norm core where he just like would wear like a lot of like vintage and i remember he just had like some like it would just be like you know jordan ones like straight fit jeans t-shirt i don't remember mm-hmm. what 
name was. I think it was like JBZ or something like that. I think Sounds that's actually, familiar. Yeah, no, I remember like that was like the only fashion creators I would see. And then any other fashion creators were just making like mega cringe type stuff. Like just like, <laughs> like very like. I don't yeah, know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, like high school, like streetwear, like BS type of stuff. Like, or just like spreading just like misinformation. But it wasn't really, it wasn't a lot of um, like substance to any of it to be like for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the exception. I mean, even like back then, wisdom, like I recollect it like perfectly. He was like, he was dressing very like the fits were good. They were cohesive, but they were like very like kind of urban outfitters core. Uh, mm, mm. That's kind of where he started. So when he started like kind of getting his traction and like building that like wardrobe, I was like, damn, I didn't expect that. Like yeah, he really leveled up. He, I, I can only imagine his progression. I wasn't there in the beginning, but I know he leveled up if, if you're talking about urban outfitter fits. Yeah. He definitely had the blueprint in terms of like the styling of it. It's just like, he didn't like the pieces were here and now the pieces are like whoosh. yeah so but yeah that's that's about all i remember from that and then youtube i, I kind of went on a tangent but then youtube i started like probably uh, i don't know like I, I did tiktok like solely for probably like maybe six months to a year and then i was like i tried to get early on the on the curve to youtube because i was like a lot of people who are you know on the same path as me like aren't doing youtube yet I was like, mm-hmm. I, I was like kind of like building momentum at the time. I feel like I was at like a really good like space. And also my content was like such um, like BS at the time. Like it was just like all just like jokes. There was like no like serious anything. Mm-hmm. I, con- mm-hmm. I was like, let me find a way to kind of do both. So YouTube was like the answer to that. No, I think you're thinking about it th- in the right way. Um, I want to kind of dissect TikTok and YouTube for a moment because I feel like both of those platforms they deal with video and obviously Reels is video too. But for the most part, I think you just take your TikToks and put them on Reels, right? So it's it's mostly just TikTok and YouTube. I've been um, better at separate Reels too, but it's like it definitely is a lot of work. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I do. I just take the TikToks and put them on Reels. It's, yeah. It for the most part because you have seventy thousand or a hundred that whatever you have on TikTok, there's not going to be you know too much overlap in terms of who sees it typically it's usually fresh eyes every post yeah um but i want to ask you now you know obviously now you've kind of been doing tiktok for a while now you've you've like i said you just passed seven thousand on youtube which i feel like is a pretty cool milestone for you um which which of the two like are you feeling more which one do you like creating more on is it like you kind of drag creating on youtube or drag tiktok or do they both have a place in your eyes kind of talk to me about that I'd say to a certain degree, they can both, I said to a certain degree, they can both kind of drag depending. Like sometimes I feel like I have just like a million ideas and I'm just like firing them out. And then other days I'm like, damn, like what, like what is there left to even like talk about? But like, you know, it always comes to you. Like a lot of times when you're trying to force it, like it doesn't happen. But then like, you'll be like, I don't know, like taking a shower, driving somewhere and then you'll just yeah. like, oh, that's the idea. Like, that's that's it and then um so i'd probably say tiktok i feel a little bit more like comfortable on just because like again like my roommate he edits like he edits all my youtube videos so like Mm. i like i'm obviously doing the recording and stuff like that and uh so i've gotten comfortable with that but like tiktok i have like you know sole ownership of like i i do everything so it's like i have a little bit more 
I have control of both, but with, with TikTok, it's like, like I can do it in my sleep. You know what I mean? Whereas YouTube, it's like, I do, I do need, need the homie, you know, to, to help you out, man. Yeah. It's important. I think, I think, uh, and especially the process on YouTube is, it takes so much longer to actually finish a video where TikTok, you can like have an idea in a day, finish the video within probably an hour or so, depending on how complicated the idea is and like what you're doing and then have it posted and have a reaction. And yeah. funny enough, I like, I feel like TikTok is closer to, it's like almost like uh, Twitter, like YouTube's Twitter in a way. Like it's the ability to like create quick videos about something and then people can react to it quickly too like yeah really like retweet it i mean i think tiktok just announced or they have a new feature at least on the, they do yeah. online where yeah. yeah you can repost yeah I, I saw that it's like a basically like a retweet yeah. um i think that's kind of interesting too um i think that uh for me i'll talk about it for a second because i kind of started backwards right um like i started my youtube channel before i you know made tiktoks and I, I did youtube because i thought that you know i always looked up to a lot of youtubers whether it be like kyron or sanj or ray like i just had a lot of admiration for these guys who just talked about the things that they loved and i was like that's what i want to do all the while i started you know late 2020 i was like you know tiktok isn't is for kids like i don't really want to do tiktok like um but I, I had the same kind of realization as you did like there weren't a lot of when i, I had a tiktok for my business and that when i scrolled like there weren't a lot of fashion creators that were like really creating substance like they were all either talking about you know jordan ones or dunks at the time it seems like or, or dickies and carhartt and, and things like that right not there's nothing wrong with those things of course but it became to the point where every video was like a pant you should know about. And it was a pair of Dickies. It was like, yeah. come on. Like add to the conversation. It doesn't like, you know, go against the grain in any way. It's just very, I don't know. It's very repetitive. And I, I love Dickies. I love, I, I have a pair of Dickies. You know what I mean? I, I like wearing Dickies. But at the same time, it's like, how can we have a little bit of style here? How can we create content that also caters to not just, you know, a very trending pant that's just rinse and repeat and then oh you get viral and you get paid or whatever it may be for the creator i felt that I, like i really felt that and i think that's what drew me into your content as well like because you you even had obviously at first it was like it was like very funny you know what i mean like the jokes were hilarious um but i think also like it was pointing out that a lot of people just say the same thing over and over and over again it's just everyone says the same thing and it kind of gets annoying yeah um i definitely yeah i mean What's funny too is that like before I did any of like the funny stuff, like my like OG OG videos were like me like putting on outfits and like going in my front yard and like recording them. It'd be like that was when like Eternal Take just came out. Like everyone was using all those songs. Like <laughs> it really just be like me and like they were pretty bad fits and I had like the long hair. So like anyone who remembers those videos, which is probably like practically nobody, but anyone that remembers those is a uh, a certified uh real one but <laughs> it's an og <laughs> yeah it was like very very start and i don't remember when it was where it kind of shifted like i think i just like made a couple like opinion videos and like saw people like kind of like it was probably started with my genuine opinions and then people probably like hated on him a little bit and i was like mm. i was like well but it was like the type of hate where it's like oh this video is doing numbers though and yeah. it was maybe i should kind of tap in like play into this a little bit and it kind of like turned a little devious and I, I had my mistakes you know throughout that whole process like i went <laughs> i took it too far on like numerous occasions so like 
there's definitely times where I look back and I'm like, you know, I, I, I didn't have to do all that. Like I was a little, a little much, but uh, I don't know. It was, it was an entry point, which is good. Um, but if I could go back, you know, I probably, probably would, uh, you know, maybe have changed up a few things. You know, I, I, I expected you to say something like that on this podcast today because <laughs> there, there are some moments and we'll get into it a little bit too. I try, I try to like not do personal stuff as much anymore. I try to keep it more so like, to a to a trend to an idea like i don't like to attach to a person because like even yeah. if I've seen it in a way where it's like attacking the person like everyone else who's seen it is going to go attack the person and that's kind of what i like like learned as i was like you know growing in the digital space i guess is that like and i think i think it's an important arc man i i really do because it's like you know um there, there there's no guide to being someone who has 70,000 people following them. There's no guide to having and wielding kind of the, the influence that, you know, a lot of us have and not to sound like, Oh, almighty and all these kind of things. Um, but I think that like, you know, for young men, young women, whatever you are, like, um, it's it's important to learn from the things that happen. Obviously, like you're not going to stop stating your opinion or stating what you believe to be true. I would never want anyone to do that. Right. But sure. I think at the same time, you have to have uh, a little bit of understanding about the implication of what you say. And I feel like you've le- maybe you learned a little bit some of the things that, like you said, you do things maybe a little bit differently. And that's important, man. That's that's special to hear you say that because, you know, it's it's important to grow as a person. <laughs> yeah. That's a certain point where I was like, you know, the words that I carry are like, like it turned into a point where like, like you go from normal person posting like, just posting TikToks to like, I mean, obviously I'm still a normal person, but you turn into like, <laughs> like, like your opinion, not only is it like, like people are taking it and they're kind of running with it. So it's like, there's some influence behind that. And like, you know, it's kind of cringe to like acknowledge that influence, but at the same time, like you don't want to like neglect it and like keep going down that same path and like, you know, influencing like a generation of kids who like, you know, some, some genuinely don't know any better and like, we'll just, you know, take that message and just whoosh, like everywhere Go with it. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of have, you got to kind of like, I feel like once you make that transition from like person making TikToks to like creator on the app, you kind of have to like sit back and think like, you know, what do you want people to like take away from this? What do you want people to like, you know, like learn and then like, how do you want to deliver it? So totally, like, totally. I totally agree with you. I want to ask you, um, some people, and this is kind of like moving on to the next next segue or sex segment, whatever, whatever. It's just conversations, baby. <laughs> I want to ask you. Um, some people call, you know, like I said, TikTok is the kind of the Twitter or the kind of the front page of the internet in terms of like what happens in terms of trends on the internet and just video trends. Uh, YouTube is a as a is like the library of the internet where people go and they search for particular videos or just particular kind of feelings through the format of video. It could be long form, it could be short form, et cetera, et cetera. And and some people call like Instagram as this kind of hub for maybe interacting with like one of your favorite creators more intimately. When you're on Instagram, are you getting a lot of DMs? Are people reaching out to you? Um, are you engaging with a lot with people? I obviously see you doing a lot of story story sales. Um, talk to me about kind of how it is to be on Instagram with you know nineteen thousand, which is pretty impressive. It's been growing in you know pretty steadily over the last couple of months. Yeah, um, I've always had like something that's 
I mean, it might have to do with like the early days of, you know, like, like I feel like my videos would, you know, like bring a lot of people like over to someone else's page and like, you know, like spam and stuff. like people started like kind of doing stuff like in like a group, like people were just like really like, and I still have like, you know, like a core audience that really, you know, like cares about like the things I do and like, you know, would like will support me and stuff like that. Um, but for, for a while it was like, crazy like it was like like i would like be bringing riots like that kind of like it would <laughs> a lot of people and like um i definitely get like a lot of like i was getting a lot of engagement for like a pretty small like following like even now like you know there's people that i see who have like the same likes as like me like in total and we'll have like you know a couple hundred thousand more than me and i'm like like followers on tiktok and i'm like damn like I'm really, I'm really messing up somewhere. I don't know what mm. it is. Um, but yeah, no, on Instagram, I definitely, um, I get DMs. I, I try to respond to them. Um, uh, there's definitely some where it's like, why did you, like, why are you asking me this? Like, why did you send me this? Like <laughs> there'll be people who will just be like, you know, like recommendations on this or on this. And it's like, you know, like, bro, like I'll, if I make a video, I'll make a video, but like, I'm not going to like, you know, to a certain degree, it's like, like I can't just be sitting on my on my phone for hours, giving everyone looking at DMs, recommendations for whatever the whatever the hell. But um, I try to reply to to people who like support, and obviously, anytime I do like the either like the story sales or like I was doing like the little Fit Pick Saturday thing, which I've uh, neglected the past like three weeks because there's you know it was like Christmas the holidays, yeah. yeah christmas then my mom's birthday and then my birthday so it was like like back to back to back like like i'm not about to do all the birthday posts and then also like 30 fit pigs like it's just not yeah exactly nope. exactly <laughs> including myself um but yeah no when i do those types of things it definitely gets people involved and then like discord is like was a good spot too so yeah i was gonna ask you i i don't actually have any questions in the question set about discord but i was gonna ask you like how do you like discord as well just honestly this is a personal question i i almost i flirted with creating a discord um but i kind of want to hear what you think about it yeah um again it's one of those things where i feel like i got in at a good time like that's been kind of like the the theme of like everything that i've done i feel like like when i got on tiktok i got on early i think if i like started from fresh right now and tried to like like as like a no name and started right now like i don't think i'd get anywhere to be honest like if i did it would it wouldn't be as like quick um as like what i've gotten now because i just had like mm -hmm. a and you know same with like youtube i didn't get like an early entry in terms of like you know all youtubers but like in terms of like tiktok turned to youtubers i feel like i got in pretty early and then um discord is like i feel the same way like i remember i saw I think just JQ, um, fashion elitist or whatever. I think mm -hmm. he was the only person I knew who had one. And I was like, I should probably do this too. So I went ahead and did it. And now it's like, I think there's like a little over a thousand people in there. And it's like, it, I definitely should talk in it a little bit more. Cause it's one of those things that I kind of tend to forget about some, but you know, mm -hmm. you have moderators in there and you have like, it's like, there's a team of people that are almost like doing the work for you. So you can just like pop in here and there and like, chat and like you know keep up with it when you can but we might have to talk about that a little bit more off the camera because um yeah. a thousand people geez man that's that's incredible that's that's a quite a group of people like i mean that's 
that's a small venue. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine a thousand of people on yeah. Discord came out to see you. Like that's insane. Yeah, no, I really want to. I definitely want to like do more with it because it's like one of those things. Like again, like I feel like I like neglected for however long, and then like you know I I try to bring some people to it here and there, but like, yeah, not a lot, but. No, I feel like if I made a Discord, this is my thing. If I were to make a Discord, which I, you know, maybe told my audience, like, maybe I will. I just would never, like, I would have no time for real life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the way I like to talk to people and the way I like to engage, um, even, like, you know, with how things are going now, like, I'm having less and less time to really talk to people because it's like, there's just too many. There's too many comments. There's too many DMs. And, like, it would just be, like, like, why would I want to, I mean, obviously it's a space for, for people who want to talk about certain things, but for me, I would just be a ghost on there for real. I'd literally be Casper Drew out there. That should be my discord name. <laughs> I think that's the good news about discord though, is that like, you know, it is kind of, it's kind of one of those that, like runs in the background in a sense. Like, you know, I could have people like having a full conversation right now and like, you know, I, I wouldn't know, but I could pop in if I wanted to and just be like, Oh yeah. Like here's my thoughts on that. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of cool that once you kind of like get that, like once you kind of build the, uh, the foundation, like it kind of runs for itself. So. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. I want to ask you, man, who are some of your favorite creators? You, you talked about uh fashion elitist. You've talked about wisdom. Um, I saw you out in New York a little while ago with Marcus and, and Nolan. You talked about a little bit, who, who are some of the guys that you or girls that you uh, are a big fan of? Um, I'll do some like prior to making content and then I'll do like some that are like, I guess kind of homies, but like definitely like when I was like, I was like, I watched a lot of YouTubers as well, like before, like really getting into anything else. And like, I was heavily into like Magnus and like PAQ Sanjeev. Um, Kyron's one of those that I found him like a little bit later through like Jacob Wallace. I think it was the first time I saw him. Cause I was like a huge, like Jacob Wallace dude, like him and Magnus, were like single-handedly like that was like the styles that i would be going for it would be like those two but how old is jacob wallace uh probably the same age as us because i know trevor's yeah. like i think he's like the same age so okay but yeah that whole that whole sphere right there i was like definitely um super into but i'd say now um obviously nolan that's like you know one of my one of my like closest friends at this point which is super cool that's awesome uh, I definitely, I appreciate wisdom stuff. Obviously, like every time he puts something out, I'm just like, damn, like that's like, like it's like he levels up every single time without even like, Literally. I don't even know how he does it to be honest. Um, let me see who else. Um, in terms of TikTok, uh, it could be YouTube, Instagram too. Yeah, um, YouTubers. I, I was telling, I was telling you before, I do, I do be watching you at. Uh, breakfast and dinner sometimes you know hey i <laughs> appreciate it man and i watch i'll watch kyron stuff i'll watch ray stuff i'll watch uh who else let's see i actually i enjoy um jaden grundy a lot it's kind of mm. funny uh with him because like when i was like really like i got a follow back from him like way before i was like making content so i would like dm him some um like we don't really talk like that but you know it's just kind of like a early like i was there kind of early that's awesome. And um, let me think of some others. I'm trying to I'm trying to kind of get some variety in here. Um, 
I think we 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 both appreciate um, Drew Drew in color, not uh, not Drew yep. Joyner. Um, <laughs> hey, she ain't no Drew Joyner though. <laughs> uh, connection. Um, I think she she makes some really good content. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, let me see who else can I throw some throw some love throw some to. Love to. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, my, I mean Tanner's the homie as well. He's you know operating a pretty like small TikTok at the moment. He's like just been steadily growing. Um, I think he's he'll grow. He'll continue it, to grow. It's pretty good for you know how long he's been doing it. Um, mm. Super genuine dude. I like stayed with him in New York for a week and like you know like he's he's awesome. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's about what's coming to my head right now. There's that's a good a, list. That's a good list. Dozens more, uh, but, you know, we're kind of, you know. <laughs> I think we're in a time now where, you know, when, when we looked at TikTok in 2020 um, and maybe early 2021, I think there are, there are so many more creators now that are actually doing and creating substance and, and, and making videos that are worthwhile. Um, and it's it's awesome that, like you said, like you got a chance to, to, to link up with some of these dudes and become friends with them. Like, that's the incredible part. That's that's what I'm experiencing, too. Like, being able to, you know, watch Ray's videos. And now, like, you know, I, I text him on the regular and things like that. And it's it's really cool to be able to do those kind of things. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't forget. I can't forget Julian. I didn't say Julian. And Julian deserves all of the all of the flowers in the world. That man is. Julian's uh, fire, bro. He England. does crazy work. I need him on YouTube. And I need him to post more on Instagram because I feel like that man uh it's like the sky's the sky's the limit honestly in terms of like i always look at a lot of you know i'm a weird like analytical type of dude i feel like i try to look at people and i go you know how what is their ceiling and i look at julian it, it's like you said it's, it's really like yeah. it's it's incredible what he could become and in, in, in the space and how many people he can really influence like, um, I, in terms of what he does I watched him just like overtake my account within like a month and a half like i was guys <laughs> got kind of cool stuff like you know like that's that's pretty cool like good tips or whatever and then you know mm -hmm. come go by and like dang that's that's he's getting really good at this like you know he's starting to do some numbers here and there and then like you and know he, like, his content goes crazy <laughs> man this man surpassed me and is getting deals and i'm my broke ass is over here uh <laughs> <laughs> eating ramen noodles for dinners yeah. and whatnot. <laughs> um, I want to ask you, man, this is like the, the one of the juicier questions I wanted to ask you. It's about, well, I guess it's not like really that juicy, but it's about like hate and stuff like that. Obviously, you kind of talked about it a little bit. You, you alluded to kind of moments, especially on TikTok in particular, where you've had, um, you know, butting of heads, right? Whether it be recently, uh, we could talk about Devin on Deck, um, you know, there's this, I don't even know some of the other creators were kind of like you, you replied to them and, um, you know, I, I'm the type of person where, you know, I, I kind of sit back and let things be what they are, um, <laughs> for, for the most part, except for, you know, fast fashion. I had to talk about that. Um, yeah. but I think that, you know, when I, when I look at some of the comments and some of the things people say about you say about Devin or just whoever it might be, like, how do you deal with those comments do you read those comments do you see them or are they kind of like you, you just kind of don't really take too much time to look at comments nowadays talk to me about your process dealing with trolls and hate and whatnot 
Um, I definitely like 110% for the most part see every single comic practically. Like if <laughs> I'm not going to like, there are some that I like don't see, I guess, but like for the most part, I see like pretty much every comic. Like I, I look at it, you know, it's not, it's not like something that I like even care to avoid, but I feel like at this point I'm like super desensitized to like negative comments. Cause like, you know, back like early when I was making like the, like the more like kind of um, just like, like crazy like content where it was just like you know like bringing just like tons of like like it was literally like two two sides in the comment section you know i'd be getting like like literally like threats and stuff and like you know like i'd damn i'd, I'd go to my like instagram dm and like be getting like i'd get like you know the occasional like death threat and stuff and i was like sheesh and so like damn. you know first got like i feel like early on in the stages like sure like i kind of was like yeah like this is kind of like like getting to me a little bit like you know like like what did i like this is just tiktok it shouldn't be that serious and like i was mm-hmm. for a little bit and then like somewhere down the line like like just like this like little flip in my brain i was like you know instead of thinking like dang like this person like literally like hates me so much that they like want me dead and i'm like it kind of turned into like damn there's like people out there that don't even know that i don't even know who they are and they like care about me this much where they like yeah hate my guts like i'm like that's pretty dope like that's <laughs> <laughs> i like that flip it around on him i like that yeah. the advice that i get to like yeah i've like had to kind of have that conversation with people who like are kind of like getting into that because it's like i've i've had like tons of people like come at me like a million like not a million but like i've had like literally like probably a thousand like plus like d like not like death threats but like a thousand plus like hate dms and just like saying like this and that and this and that like or like comments like you know i've been through it but like at this point i'm just like keep them coming like bring them like that i like that i like that it's kind of it also almost reminds me of a little bit of that fieriness when you play basketball just keep it coming <laughs> man i i can take a lick and, it, and keep it coming and it's also like i i feel like you're not doing anything if you're not getting hate comments like you're not like you're not bringing something new like to the table like you're not like like for me, it's like I, I want to like I'll extend the conversation even if it means like people like you know like not agreeing like because you know there's the same people who are like you know like what the hell is this like what is this suggestion or like why would you even say that like you know six months from now they're gonna be like making the video that I made like today you know exactly exactly I, re- I think you said something really important there go ahead I I don't mean to cut you off go ahead I, I remember when I was like. It was like early on i was like making you know videos of like oh like here's some like cool shoes to buy and i was doing you know like solomon's or whatever and people were like those are the ugliest like things ever like my dad wears those like yada 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 and like you know like a few months later they would be those same people that were like six shoes to buy solomon's <laughs> how that works you know <laughs> that's a good point I, what i was gonna say is that there's something that i think you really important that you said just there man and it was the fact that like you're willing to push the conversation further and every genre, you know, within whatever fashion, uh, technology, whatever it may be, like you, you have to have people who are like not afraid to get, you know, shitted on, you know, lot for lack of better terms in terms of like judgment of others to push that conversation further. And I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why i wanted to have you on the podcast is because i feel like you in particular if i think about all the creators maybe if i think about fashion elitists i think you know you guys are probably the the spearheads for the most kind of 
vitriol and, and, and anger on on the platform as it relates to fashion content maybe the flip side of that is the people who cr- still create very basic content and it's mm-hmm. like you know how can you um how can you you know basically just say the same thing over and over and over again and expect like a different reaction um but i think it's important that you said it's 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 about pushing the conversation further it's about thinking about things in a different manner and you know, doing it in a very like clever kind of way in terms of how you create the videos. Right. I think that's very, very cool. And I think there's like a clear distinction too. like, you know, I've seen it happen like dozens of times, like these creators that like they get on the app, they have like very, very like safe suggestions, like very like entry level, just like playing it super safe. Like, again, like what we're talking about, like, you know, like Dickie's Carhartt, Nike Blazers, like, you know, like that kind of thing. And it's like, I'll see them like, do just insane numbers like they'll go from like zero to like you know like hundreds of thousands of like you know like a million like but the difference is is like most of them don't make talking content like they don't talk they don't bring anything new to the table you go you tap the little instagram icon you go over there and it's like you go from a million followers right there to like you know like two thousand on instagram and you know it's like Mm. reason Mm. why like people like that like aren't able to get like cross cross platforms or they're not able to like you know like speak to people in terms of like you know like getting in like articles or something and like have because there's no there's no substance behind you should get nike blazers you should get dickies and carhartt pants like there's there's no like like there's just no conversation there's nothing there's no argument there's no like like there's no excitement in it i guess you know what i mean like I if there's about those things it's just like you know, we, we've seen it, we've done it before. Like, let's, let's switch it up. And I think that's exactly. actually pretty significant about the two of us, not to, not to toot my own horn and your horn, but uh, I would say that, you know, there's a lot of people who struggle to go from like TikTok to YouTube or YouTube to TikTok. Like, you know, I've seen plenty of, you know, like big time YouTubers who like they make a TikTok and it's just terrible. Like they just mm-hmm. can't, they can't make that transition or like vice versa. Um, and I would say, like, you know, for you especially, it's, like, you have a pretty, like, solid, like, following and foundation on, like, both of those accounts, which is, like, Thank you, man. something that a lot of people can't do, so. Thank you, man. I appreciate that big time. And it's it's been a journey, just like it's been a journey with you. It doesn't, it doesn't just happen overnight. You have to really develop your personal taste. That's what you're talking about, too. Like, the people who... And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody. Obviously, you, you get it how you live it in terms of the content you make. But if you just rinse and repeat a proven concept over and over and over and over and over again, first of all, you you drive the energy out of whatever you're promoting because it's just you just put too much um, emphasis on it, and there's no there's no personalization to it. And if you're someone who's listening to this, I get DMs like this all the time, like. You know, Drew, how do I get started in fashion? How do I, how do, like, where do I start? Like, how do I start my wardrobe? And I think for, like, a lot of people, I tell them, and I'll, I'll, if you're listening to this right now, like, I tell them, like, you have to develop that personal taste, man. Like, do you, do you, do you go to your local pizza shop and, and when you're with your friends, do you just order the same pizza that they get or do you, you add a little anchovy on there? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you, do you, do you get a, maybe a, a thicker slice or maybe tell them to put like something crazy, like a pineapple on it or something like that. Wh- whatever you do, man, have something that sets you apart from the rest. Um, and I think you'll be, first of all, more happy. Like you'll have genuine happiness and you just have a level of authenticity that if you create content, people can just feel that through the screen. They just feel that through the screen. So very important, man. For sure. 
let's talk about your personal style by the way <laughs> we've been talking we've been talking for a minute it feels it feels like it hasn't even been that long but it's been a little bit i got the timeline here i think it's like 15 <laughs> something seconds um but let's talk about how would you how would you describe your personal style it's one of those questions that i feel like i've been given a million times over and it's never like an easy one to answer for whatever reason tough question because <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's things that i like there's there's like most mornings honestly i feel like i'm putting on like roughly the same outfit as the day before like today i stepped i stepped out of the box a little bit and like finally put on something that wasn't that damn uh lavender adam small hoodie in the <laughs> I was you love that, that hoodie boy yeah like, <laughs> it for like days now because like it's comfortable it's easy i know it looks good and i can you know like i don't have to overthink it i can just like start start making my videos start doing the things i need to do that day without you know having to worry about you know spending 20 30 minutes trying to put together an outfit so like Mm. you know sometimes it's easier just to throw on something that you know like looks good um but no i mean i guess i would describe my style as like it's kind of just like I don't know, like a, like a <laughs> of like different styles that I, different things that I like. Um, it could be everything from like, you know, like vintage to like, like random, like niche designers or something like that, or like Japanese, uh, like Americana type stuff. And then, you know, over here there's, um, I don't know, maybe like some sort of, there, there's like a bunch of different um, things that I feel like kind of like all turn into the one, which is like, you know, kind of cool. Like some days I'll pull up wearing like a vintagey fit. Other days I'll be wearing like I don't know that mohair cardigan and like some Carhartt pants. Even though I you know like shit on Carhartt like twenty four seven. It's like there's there's nothing that I'm necessarily like past wearing for the most part. Like you know, um, especially like I don't buy as many clothes as what people probably think. Like I don't know about you, but like I, I don't find myself buying or even really being that interested in a lot of items these days. Um, I feel like not to like sound like an absolute dickhead, but I feel like a lot of the stuff that I wear is like stuff that was like either gifted or like just like stuff that I got for like a steal, like a while ago or something. Um, mm. Like I don't pay up like big dollar for like a lot of stuff. Like when I do, it's things like that or legacy card again, where it was like, I had the, I had my eyes on that thing for like months. And then I was right. like, all right, we're going to do it. But like when it comes to like a lot of other stuff, like it, it can be so hard for me to justify like anything sometimes. I agree. I'm the same way. Honestly, I, it's rare that I'll pull the trigger on like clothing, whether it be tops or bottoms, less rare for me to pull the trigger on footwear. Cause I, I know that for footwear, at least like if I like it or if I'm like, man, this is really, isn't it. I can always there's always an aftermarket for it that's you know maybe i can get a good chunk of the money back where sometimes it's a little bit more difficult depending on the piece that you buy or depending on if you buy something vintage or whatever it may be a little bit tougher to to, to get that money back because we're, we're people you know what i'm saying we got bills to pay we got we got we got food to eat like it's not like there's it's it's a fountain of of wealth just coming in <laughs> non-stop it takes a lot of work With so. vintage, like if you're not a vintage seller I feel like it's really hard to get top dollar for vintage. So it's like, unless you thrift that thing and then you can obviously like sell it. But like, if you buy like, you know, like maybe some vintage seller has this for like 150 bucks. Like I'm never going to see that 150 bucks ever again. Like ever, ever. Yeah. Better that I'm, that I'm Mark Boudelier, Wisdom K or like literally anybody in the world. Like I'm not, 
I'm not going to get that back. Like, especially mm-hmm. with my story sales, like people expect steals at this point. So it's like, if this thing is <laughs> 40 bucks, something like that might sit, um, I'm not selling this for 40 bucks for anyone listening who, uh, thinks that might happen, but, um, <laughs> I think pants is like the hardest one for me. I don't know. It's like, I don't want to like order them and have them not fit, but like, worst. it's the worst for me too. Yeah. But, and also nobody gives up good pants. Like if you go secondhand, like shopping, like it is rare to find like good pants. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It, pants. People ask me, <laughs> and, and I'm still trying to figure this answer out for myself. Cause I, I honestly do not have like a solid answer all the time. Like when it comes to like just pants, I don't know. Like I just feel like it's just a it's just a struggle. <laughs> oh, where to get good affordable pants? I, if you find out, let me know. But if, <laughs> I, I just hope to find steals that like. I mean, my I feel like my what's worked best for me is like going to like New York or like places like where it's like all over the place and like you know the secondhand shops are like kind of crazy out there. Like you can find mm-hmm. some goodies. And it's like, I'd rather just go out there with money to spend and just like get a lot of stuff that I can try on in store Exactly. deal with having to try to like make returns and like flip stuff that, you know, it doesn't work. It makes me want to ask about, uh, about Atlanta and where you live, man. How is it like the stores out there? There are a lot of options. Like, do you feel like there's a community there? Like, talk to me about that. Uh, I mean, a lot of the rumors that like kind of swirl around about Atlanta fashion, you know, being like, you know, a lot of like sneakers, a lot of like you know, like the whole like Amiri, like skinny jean kind of vibe, like, you know, like yep. to be it is like, that is like a very present style, like just like the very streetwear um, type style. But I do think that like Atlanta is starting to kind of like make strides, I guess, into like becoming something a little bit like more, like maybe more of a destination. Um, there are like setbacks obviously. Cause like, you know, it, it's kind of hard to like switch the mindsets of like, a lot of people like enough to like you know make something like make the next thing work um but like for example you know like a lot of like people in atlanta like probably would not have batted an eye at rico and stuff like a few years back and then now it's like we have a store called antidote that just opened up like over in little five points area and it has like oh, wow greg green and antidote and er, <laughs> Craig green <laughs> jw anderson and uh like cdg like all these like brands like that and it's like I don't think that would have worked like a few years ago, but like, it's kind of cool to see kind of like the archive, the archive uh, people kind of enter the space and like vintage is like, it's kind of been a thing, but like kind of like growing a little bit. So there's, there's markets that are like growing a lot. Um, I'd say like, you know, I have my complaints, but um, (laughs) I live like here and not like some random ass like state with nothing. So. Yeah. And honestly, I feel the same way. Even, I feel like Atlanta is probably a step above Colorado in terms of just people and what they have to offer. But even like the, we have like, I call them our, our two shining stars. We have two shining star stores here in, in the state. Um, the first one being canoe club. And then the other one being um, Steadbrook. And just to be able to, I mean, they're, they're not like canoe clubs in Boulder. So that's a little bit of a drive, but um, just to have both of them in the state, you could try things on and actually they have the accounts with like a lot of really fantastic brands is yeah. dope. I, I actually, I probably will end up coming to Atlanta at some point in the next two years. Yeah. No, um, so go down here, which if it's in two years, is probably unlikely, hopefully, but <laughs> if <laughs> I, for sure, there's, there's places to see. I mean, there's, 
um, to name drop some. There's Full Circle is one that I trade with a lot. They just do like buy, sell, trade. And they, they get a good variety of stuff. That's like where I got my, um, like my Elite's leather jacket or um, that's where I got my, like the, my Needles cardigan I got recently. Like, you know, I, I found some good stuff there. Um, there's Good Times, which is a little more like sneakery, but, you know, still pretty mm-hmm pretty good a lot of a lot of big time rappers and you know like basketball players and stuff like pj tucker was just there that's pretty oh wow cool. yeah yeah um, sweet no signal it's like an archive store there's in search of which is another archive store there's drugstore which is a vintage store i mean there's there's options that like a lot of it's i think secondhand kind of um dominates but there, there's a lot of options there's wish which you know they do a lot of like complex sneaker videos in there I'm a Manier, social status. Oh yeah, I'm a Manier. I, for, I was, I was, I was thinking I'm a Manier was there. I forgot. I think that's the original one. That's what the dude told me, which I didn't know that. But yeah. Cool. So you, yeah. you think you might leave? You might leave though. Yeah, New York is is calling my name, so I might, I might make that. Uh, <laughs> that's make a good that, decision. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but that's the plan. So. We have three more questions left, man. You've been a fantastic guest. Probably, you know, if I would give you five out of five stars, ten out of ten stars. You know what I'm saying? Fantastic. I, I it was, it's been a real treat to be able to talk with you for the last hour or so, man. I've been um, able to a lot of times with these podcasts. I feel like I like halfway through, I start to fade and like not even know what I'm saying anymore. But I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm present. I'm. Hey, man, this man ain't lifted off yet, man. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I truly appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy busy guy content creator always got things to do um three questions left first one is about yeezy gap balenciaga thoughts and opinions maybe uh i think it'll be cool i mean i the actual yeezy gap stuff like i honestly think that it's like i think it's good i think a lot Mm. of people think that i would think it's terrible but like i think (laughs) actually like good i think what's not good is people like acting like Yeezy Gap is like the only hoodie that exists in the world. Like, like <laughs> yes, yeah, hoodie ever made. Like, like that I don't get. But um, or like every time I wear that Adam Small hoodie, they're like, oh, is that the Kanye twenty twenty hoodie? I'm like, <laughs> hoodies can be the same color and like not be the same hoodie. Like, um, I don't know. So like that that can be annoying. But like you know, it's well it's well constructed. It's good quality. It's like you know a good. It sucks that there's resell on them. I think that's like an unfortunate like circumstance. Cause it's like, you know, I feel like the whole point of like that collaboration was to make like something affordable and accessible to like mm. other people. And it's just not really like what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think when you add Dimna in there and like do like the full Balenciaga thing too, like I- I'll be interested to see like how that like actually changes from like the current stuff. But I think that's a cool step. So Cool. I like that opinion. I like that take. Very, very nuanced. Next, I want to ask you some of your goals, man. What do you What are you hoping to do in 2022 to take it to the next level, or create a certain video, or or move to New York? Like, what are you What are you hoping to do in, in 2022 for the Mark Boutelier show? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it definitely has been like a pretty like. I mean, it's been like a good start. Definitely like kind of came quick you know like 2022 started and like um literally probably um a couple weeks ago like my the job i was working i was just working like part-time like you know i was trying to 
decide whether I wanted to like do this full time or like get like a big boy job. And I was kind of giving myself a little, like a period to kind of figure that out. Um, and then my, the place I was working at, um, which is like a secondhand shop, like near me or whatever, um, they just decided like, we're closing down. So like everyone is just out of there and I'm like, you know, damn, like damn. I was trying to leave around this time anyways, but like that, like for me, like that made up my mind. So I was just like, yeah. all right, like, I guess I'm, I guess I'm doing this. Um, which is exciting. I'm, I'm excited to like, like it's, it's a little bit nerve wracking, but at the same time, like, I feel like I'm like ready to kind of take that next step. So I mean, this, this year I'm definitely trying to like, not only like focus on like leveling up the content, whether it be like, you know, the quality, the, like the details, the, um, even just like in general, like topics and like, just, just kind of everything, um, quantity, even like just putting Mm -hmm. out, or good quality like stuff um i definitely want to work with like more more brands not only just like making like that doesn't necessarily mean just like making videos like promo videos which obviously like helps tremendously because if you're Mm. if you do this like the fact of the matter is like you gotta you gotta make some money somewhere and like you know i i only i pass on so many like brand deals because like i'm just picky but it's um you know it, it's important to get that but that's that's not i guess the only thing i mean by like working with brands like i think it'd be great to like maybe find one where i can like you know put together a, a piece with them or something or like yeah maybe, like help them like with like a collection or help them with just like anything i don't know like i'm like i feel like i'm just kind of like down for the ride just to see what happens um that's kind of what was my goal from the start was just to get like as um, just to get as kind of deep into the space as I can, just do as much as I can without like really any, like any sort of limits or like any sort of like, I don't know. I'm just trying to like do stuff and see where it goes. That's kind of my, so obviously I have goals, but um, I don't know. At the same time, no, you said, you, you said your goals. I feel like you, you said, obviously you want to, obviously you're taking the, the first like major step into trying to do this, to 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 live off of it right like to actually be someone who can live off of the content you create you said you want to create more quantity potentially more quality those are all like really really important goals i think for anybody who does want to take that next step and even for myself that's those are the things i think about to this day like how can i make better videos how can i also obviously work with brand because like i think the audience understands like you have to you have to make money in some way like you have like you're spending a lot of the hours of the day making these videos it's it's a job i mean it just is like taking any offers from brands that i don't um like have some like respect for like stuff that i i'm not gonna uh, not gonna like be promoting something that i'm like not not into so. yeah absolutely absolutely i think that that's a huge part of the integrity factor too like you want to obviously work with brands that obviously, I mean, you want to work with brands that you like first and foremost, like if you could work with, you know, Alix or or whatever, like it would be fantastic, right? It would be a dream come true. Um, and I, I mean, obviously we, we talk about that in a second too after, but I think that, um, everyone understands like anyone who steps out into this field and and, and tries to do this, it's, it is like Mark said, it's scary. Like you don't have a definitive two week paycheck, you know what (laughs) I mean? And and it's not easy. Yeah. I mean, when it, when it comes, it comes and it's great, but it definitely is like, it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of like, you know, like it may seem like high margins for like, you know, like whether it be like maybe like a video or just like a few posts or something, but it's like all the time that you've spent like 
getting to a point where you can actually even have that opportunity to begin with, like all the hours you put in, like on the, on the front end to get to where you are now to even be able to get those deals, you know, it, it definitely balances out. <laughs> totally, it, totally, totally. I think ultimately I'm just trying to be happy, uh, be able to support myself and like, you know, be supported, I guess. That's that's the three. That's the big three right there for, for That's the big three. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> it's been it's been a treat, like I said, Mr. How do you say like Boudelier? Boudelier? Buddha. You got it. <laughs> Boudelier, yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of that Tyler creator, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Boudelier. Like a teaser, I was like, did he just say my last name? Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, where can people find about find out about you if they don't have you already on social media? Obviously, probably the majority of people do, but what are your ads on everywhere? Yeah, so uh, Mark underscore Boudelier, B-O-U-T-I-L-I-E-R. If you can't spell it, you know. Uh, It'll be linked. And TikTok and then YouTube, you know, you can just take that underscore right on out and uh, you'll find me. So that's, that's and if you want the Discord link, um, it tends to expire a lot in my actual like YouTube videos, but you can, you can DM me on Instagram now. I'll make sure you get that link. So. No doubt. I love it, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I definitely think that we started the year off strong having Mark on the podcast. It was an unbelievably fun time getting to know him as an individual, his basketball chronicles, his early fashion chronicles, and to where he is now. It's really been a progression. I think a lot of us have to realize the the progression that a lot of content creators go through behind the scenes before the camera to actually make them into strong, interesting, well-thought-out content creators. If you don't remember or if you're new, typically after the interview podcast, I go through and I talk about the different things that I feel like I got out of the podcast so that hopefully it frames the entire conversation to some things maybe you can take with you in your day to day in your life as a creative, as someone who wants to maybe create content or just as a creative individual or just a person in society wanting to improve their kind of mentality towards life and towards work and towards creativity. This is like the, what what did I call it before? I think it's called like the post-podcast analysis. Yeah, the post-podcast analysis. This is what we're going to talk about. There's a couple things I got out of this podcast. Let's talk about them. I think the first thing I got out of this episode was on a personal level with Mark. I think a lot of people, um, and maybe rightfully so, but you know, I think a lot of people judge Mark for some of the things he's done, said, and had confrontations with on social media. And obviously, we talked about that a little bit. But I think for the most part, what you'll find is that a lot of people who create um, and, and want to push that conversation further, like he said earlier in the podcast, um, they, they're, they're also just, you know, normal people, right? Like it's I think for a lot of people, it's hard to separate them um, from being normal people because they have amassed a huge following, which isn't very normal. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Mark wakes up, he you know, eats breakfast or eats lunch, whatever he does. He makes content. He talks to his mom. He has birthdays. He has holidays, just like everybody else. And, you know, he's a human being. He's made mistakes. And I I love the fact that he acknowledged that, you know, maybe he would do things a little bit differently. And then we all can probably think of some things that, excuse me, we all can probably think of some things in which we can probably do differently in our lives, in our past, especially when we're young, 20s, teens, like you're still very much so young, you know, your brain, 
I think for most people, it doesn't develop until you're 25. So if you're under the age of 25, like you still have a lot of time to develop. And if you're even older and you've made mistakes, like we've all, we've all, you know, made mistakes and been to the chop house. So it's important to realize like, you know, the mistakes don't define you. You can always rewrite the story and you can always make it, make a new, uh, make a new, is that a thing? Make a new, make it better. Lastly, I want to talk about the conversation Mark and I had about, you know, creating substance within a particular type of content. And whether that be on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, like I talk about this literally all the time. because I think it's so important to why I feel like I've grown on, you know, different platforms and grown and built my business is that you have to create value for others. You really do. Like you, you, you can't come into creating content in a selfish manner like oh i'm gonna do this because i want to have a hundred thousand followers and i'm gonna be cool amongst the people around me it's about how do i help someone else in their fashion journey how can i be an agent for help and that's what i think a lot of content creators end up understanding about their journey i know i have i know probably mark has as well the ability to help others is incredibly incredibly valuable and i think if you can help others while you're there's a spider on my screen right now that's crazy if you can help others (laughs) why you know while you're 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 also you know being creative and scratching that creative itch then you'll get much much further sorry little spider hopefully you enjoyed the podcast hopefully it was entertainment and brought you some value like i was just mentioning if it did any of those two things make sure to leave a review and at that leave a five-star review I'd appreciate it a ton. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, January is already halfway done in 2022, which is crazy. Time flies. Make sure you live it to the fullest. Do what you do, and um, we'll see you next week. Peace.